Thanks for joining us on episode 1,221 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Maggie Perrotten. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasures to live out your calling. Having the ability to dream, plan, and do is key, and one way to be inspired to do that is listen to this. The Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend, Scott Nader. The dream is your ideas and because everything starts in our brain, right? And our brain has this great capacity of dreaming. That's what makes us human and having goals and aspirations. But at the same time, we have this primitive brain that allows, that keeps us alive, but also self-sabotages. And that's you. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's interview with Maggie Periton, Maggie shares with you why she works with high-performance entrepreneurs and what high-performance means to them. Maggie also shares with you how she made the transition from a corporate worker to an entrepreneur herself. And I also asked Maggie about her approach to coaching called the Dream, Plan, Do Model. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books. But if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. And instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Maggie Periton lives in Canada in the Toronto area with her blended family and four kids. She is a self-development geek, loves nature, traveling, and good food. She holds an executive MBA from Jack Welch Management Institute and has over 14 years of experience in various corporate leadership positions. As an international business and leadership coach, Maggie helps service-based entrepreneurs make the income they want in their business and become outstanding leaders in the process. Through her dream, plan, do coaching model, she supports her clients in becoming confident CEOs by aligning their mindset, business skills, and high-performance habits. This allows them to transform their business from an unreliable source of income to a client-attracting diamond. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Thank you. Thank you, Scott, for having me. I'm happy to be here. So last week, one of the things we talked about was this idea of being high-performance. You mentioned having high-performance habits, and I know you work a lot with service-based entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. What does high performance mean to those entrepreneurs? And what are some of those habits that you were talking about that help them achieve that? Okay. So 
I think like what it means to before they work with me and what it means after they work with me, it's uh-huh. two different things because and maybe it's my interpretation. I always say, hey, like English is not my mother tongue. So sometimes the way I understand certain terms might be a little bit different because sometimes I find people who think of high performance as somebody who just goes all the time and never stops and achieves and so on. And for me, this is not what high performance means, okay? So what it means for me is, yes, achieving a lot, but because you're effective with your time, you're intentional about it, you have habits that support it, but at the same time, you're high performing because you slow down, you take care of yourself, you're fully you're healthy, you're rested, your creative solution-based brain is operating at its highest level and you're able to accomplish much more in less time even than some other people working just hard, okay? So that's what it means for me. And yeah, when I work with my clients and the way I went on the path of high performance, I actually burned out in my corporate role. So like about few years back in one of my, I was kind of middle management at the time. It was, it was a situational thing, whatever. We were asked to do too much for no matter how performing we were, it was just not enough people to deliver whatever we had to deliver. And that led me to burn out and led me to rethink the way I work, what I want to do and so on. And I signed up for some high performance coaching. And when I started to implement those habits in my life. And again, it's not just about, yes, some of it is planning. Some of it is being very intentional, how you spend time focusing on the most important things. But there is a lot of self-care in it too. Because again, when we're busy and our brain is engaged more at that fight and flight response, oh my God, everything is burning, everything is so on. We're actually not creating the best solutions, whether it's for our business or for our lives. And the brain that does actually needs time and it needs quiet and needs time to think and so on. And you can only do it when you're intentionally plan for it, when you are proactive. Because if you just hope that this will happen, right? Oh, I'm just going to do it when I have time. You'll never have time. Like life will happen to you all the time. But when you're proactive, less of that will happen, less fires and so on. So with my clients, we implement step-by-step, small habit-by-small habit, depending on where they are and what they need, right? When they start with me, those high-performance habits. So they can really tap to as much of their potential in their brain as possible, So they're slowed down and they truly effectively use their time in their business, strategically grow their business, not just by spinning in a hamster wheel every day. Yeah. It's one of the things that I talk to people about is I work in productivity and getting things done with some of the clients that I work with. And usually when they come in, they define it as, I want to get more things done. I, my reframe mm-hmm. is, no, you don't. You actually just want to get the right things done. Yes, you know, exactly. It, <laughs> and usually <laughs> you do that by letting go of some of the wrong things. Yes. It's not by piling more on. It's <laughs> by getting rid of some stuff that you get yes. more done, which is ironic because it feels like, no, I just have to keep adding things to my plate. But yeah, yeah. most of us, our plate is way too full already. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, that's exactly 
that's where people, when they start, they get like the productivity or high performance wrong because they think through the tips or habits, they will just do more of right. stuff. Whereas no, it's not just that. As you say, it's also getting rid of stuff that does not matter. It doesn't move the needle as much as like at all or not enough. And then or it moves the it thing. in the wrong direction. Right. Or- yeah. <laughs> and then picking the things that aligned with where you want to go that are that will get you there the fastest and just focusing on them without burnt out, without working 24-7. And and also again, like creating that self-care routines and habits. So then you can actually really come up with the best solutions possible. So you mentioned a little bit about how you transitioned from working in a larger corporate mm-hmm. position and now working for yourself. Um, in both of those situations, how did you find yourself serving and investing in others? You know, because usually as a coach, that's part of what drives us to coaching is that idea yeah. we like helping yeah. other people. It's almost yeah. universal yes. Um, yes. in coaching. So how did that kind of show up in both places for you? So that's actually what drove me to being a coach because so very quickly in my corporate career, within a couple of years, I became a people leader in different positions, but starting from like a junior team leader. And my last position was the director of operations when I had 30 people. And then we supported like 450 others in North America. And through that, of course, I had some great mentors and that experience, but those the part of leading people was always my favorite part of every position I've been. And don't get me wrong, in the corporate world, leading people is usually your side gig and everybody else wants you to do all the other things and not just lead people, but that was the favorite one. And as a leader in the corporate world, how you serve people, like, and this is my opinion, (laughs) and, and not only mine, personal opinion is that you truly, when you become a leader, it's all about the people you lead and not about you, right? You're no longer single contributor, individual contributor. Your job is let others succeed. Yes, if you have a team, it's all about the team, but that's your job. So the way you serve them is by listening to them and getting their opinion and things because they're doing the work, not you in helping removing the roadblocks that they stumble upon so they can be successful. So ultimately, the team is successful. And that's truly and helping also them in their personal career. So it's not, I always tell my team, don't be scared of coming to me and telling me you're ready for more. And if I can help you get there within my department, of course, I want to keep you. But if not, because there isn't an opportunity, I'll help you grow within the company because I'm not chaining you to the desk. Like I wouldn't do it to myself. I'm a person who likes to grow and I would hate to be held back. by. So for me, that's also a leader's duties to help, yes, the team succeed and people in that team succeed, but also personally, because it's all about we love to grow as human beings, right? And the moment we stop growing, we have that nagging thing in us. We're not happy. Why would you have not happy team members? Help them be happy and hire somebody else who will be happy and will replace them, right? In that particular role. And so when I went through the burnt out and I realized that 
I don't necessarily want to grow even further in the corporate world. Like for me, it meant more stress, more too high of a price to pay for the growth that I wanted for myself and but also the balance that I wanted for my family and me. And so then when I started, well, okay, you're, you don't want to grow in the corporate world. What are you going to do? The passion for leading people led me to coaching. So, yeah, I want to do more of that, not less of that. And the higher I went in the corporate world, the less, of, the less time I even had for coaching and developing people. So that sort of led me there. And you know that you're a coach yourself. So for our clients, serving our clients, it's all it's helping them succeed, that getting them to the results that they want. And that's so fulfilling. When you see your client A starting, because when they come, they're not always in belief that they can get there. They just need help. Because and those so, don't even yet really know what there is. They just oh, know sometimes. that it's not here. <laughs> sometimes. Or their there is very small because it's right. based on what they can, they can believe. Yeah. That's right? all they can see right now. Yeah, Exactly. So then when you start seeing them to A, gain that confidence in themselves and then blow the results out of the water and then start believing bigger and saying, oh my God, I can do it. That's the best feeling ever, <laughs> selfishly. It's like such a fulfilling thing. And, and I think that's how we serve as coaches. So when somebody maybe somebody hearing this has the opportunity or the feeling that they want to, maybe they're a leader in a corporate position, mm -hmm. maybe they're mm -hmm. just at home and it's in their family and they want to help serve others or help develop others or mentor others. We use different words for it in mm -hmm. different contexts. But usually what I hear from people is, I can't do that yet. I'm not ready. I don't know enough yet. I'm not good enough yet. I'm not whatever. What advice would you have for somebody that's hearing that in their head right now? I can say you're ready. <laughs> you're always ready to be a mentor because the only way you can become a mentor by actually mentoring people <laughs> and getting the thing. And the thing, sometimes we think that we need to know it all and be like miles ahead of somebody we mentor. We don't have to. We can mentor a person who's just two steps behind us because if we can speed up those two steps for them, that's already helpful. And we, when we truly want to help and we come from that clean place of serving the other person, having somebody where even you can bounce idea off and just give you a different perspective and see the things you don't see. Because as human beings, we all have blind spots, right? Even coaches need coaches because even sure. though we know when we can help each ourselves a little bit better than maybe non-coach because we have all those tools. We're still human, as you say. We're still not perfect. We still have our blind spots. So you can be a mentor, and especially in your family, like whether to your kids or maybe a nephew or maybe even a, a family member who's the same age, but just is going through a situation that maybe you've been and you helped yourself. I would say you're ready. You can be a mentor. As long as you can listen, truly listen, ask questions, and then give your perspective on that, you can be a mentor to somebody. So in your coaching, I noticed that you frame it as the dream, plan, do coaching model. Yeah. How do you define that? What do you mean when you say that? Mm -hmm. And how do you use that with clients to help them achieve their goals? 
what I mean by that is the dream is your ideas. And because everything starts in our brain, right? And our brain has this great capacity of dreaming. That's what makes us human and having goals and aspirations. But at the same time, we have this primitive brain that allows that keeps us alive, but also self-sabotages. And as you sometimes you say, when we focus on dreams for longer than five minutes, very often that negative brain will start chirping, like, oh, you're not going to apply. You're not ready. You don't know it all. You shouldn't be a mentor yet and so on. So with my clients, I help them a dream, come up with ideas, with the goals that they want. And then we work on making decisions about those goals from the place of possibility, from the place of belief that they can achieve it, that they can get where they want to get and beyond. And yes, we will allow the negative brain to come in and assess the risks because it's important, right? Or prepare for certain things, but still make decisions and take action from the belief and not disbelief. So that's first step. Now, the plan portion is very often what especially entrepreneurs who serve as based business owners skip. They're like, I have this great idea. Let's do it. And then they go into implementation without taking some time to plan. And that can cost them a lot of time, a lot of stress, sometimes a lot of sunk money because they didn't take time to plan, to engage again, that creative solution-based brain. So I help my clients. I teach my clients to, you have an idea, you believe in it. And from there, create a plan. How am I going to implement it? And it, If it's a simple thing, you don't need to spend hours creating plans. It's not about make work project, but it's through, okay, if I have this, what do I need? Maybe there's some skills that I need. Maybe there's some technology I need to prepare. Maybe there is whatever. I need some collaboration, connections made, whatever it is, right? It allows you to then when you go to execution, be so much more effective with it. Avoid so many fires, avoid so many emergencies. Yes, they will happen, but you can be prepared for most of them or avoid a lot of them just by taking some time to plan. And then execution. So when we go to doing and when we're executing, that's where good habits high-performance habits allow to maximize the time you have for your business, you want to spend in your business, and implement well. So that's the model, how it works. You can follow Maggie on Twitter as stairway underscore the number two, the numeral two. She's also on LinkedIn as Maggie Periton, spelled P-E-R-O-T-I-N. Of course, you can find out more about Maggie and her coaching over at stairwaytoleadership.com. Maggie, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? I want to say, reach out. Let's have a conversation. I love to, if there is anything that spoke to you over the last four episodes that you just want to chat about, not even become my clients, just reach out. You can find me on all those social media or on my website, stairwaytoleadership.com. I would love to have a chat. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. 
go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.